0: You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. 27 27 SEC titles, 131 131 first-team All-Americans, 70 postseason appearances, appearances. 39 39 postseason victories. This is Alabama football. And this is Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Alabama tradition, the past, present, future, the Alabama Crimson Tide. We're going to take phone calls. We've already got those lined up. We do have one line available at 205-342-9904. We'll talk to Drew D'Armond. We'll talk some recruiting coming up in about 35 minutes. We uh, will kind of roll on from our edition of the game. We had Adam Kramer earlier, had a chance to talk with him. We had John Parker Wilson. It was a fun conversation there. Also had a chance to talk with Mike De WWL870. And also had a chance to go to Brett Northsworthy up in Memphis. If you missed those, tide109.com, the upper right hand side of the screen, you'll find the podcast link and be able to link listen to those. Uh, Ellis, good afternoon, man. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Wear your mask, Ryan. I'm wearing my mask, Ellis, right now. Let me take it off. Should I take it off?
2: No, you better wear your mask, man.
1: Ellis, where did you go to get the beautiful photo of the waterfall?
2: About four miles down the road from the house.
1: You have got to be kidding me. Mm-mm. What is, what is that called? What, what's that called? Rutledge Falls. Does it always look like that?
2: Always. There's, Not unless it's like uh where it's like been raining like constantly twenty four seven, then you go down there and you uh, it's loud. I mean, you can hear it all the way up there at the road.
1: Okay, and so you that, get to
2: walk down to it. And, and uh, how and
1: far is to walk you down? Start
2: walking down. Well, as soon as you start walking down in there, the temperature drops. Okay, okay. that that's how cold the water is coming off at it, it so what it what is what the is the river
1: that you posted i mean i'm not trying to go into like travel channel here but i i thought what you put up on the your facebook account was pretty cool
2: yeah it, it's it's uh, uh it's just a uh a place like i said down the road from the house about four miles i went uh there i put some i went live a couple of times uh, where people could hear the waterfall well, i would
1: literally drive to manchester tennessee just to see this waterfall
2: Oh, it's awesome, right? I mean, it looks beautiful. And the water is cold. Oh, my The water is cold. Well, it looks
1: like there was a bunch of kids uh, enjoying it. Uh,
2: yes, there were no socializing down
1: there. Yeah, I didn't see too many face masks uh, that were being worn. Uh,
2: no, there was no social distancing.
1: Okay. Well, Ellis, I, I may have to make this like an appointment, man. I mean, I've got to come up and see this after you post it today. Because I don't think you've ever you put think- these uh, photos up before of this place. I don't think.
2: Well, I just I just put them up. Uh, now I probably have put some on there before.
1: Okay. Did about, Did you go swimming uh, uh, or did you just look? No, I went swimming. Okay. Today it'll
2: take your breath
1: away. Is that cold? Yeah. See, there's a nice waterfall here in Tuscaloosa, and um, it's it, it's a lot smaller. It's probably half the size there, but it's real beautiful but it's, uh, the water is like, it's just hot. Like, it's just it's just warm, but it uh, looks like that's cool and refreshing. I, I mean, one of these hot 100-degree July days, uh, that'd be nice. Ellis, worst loss you've ever experienced as an Alabama fan? Uh, the kick
2: six. Great point.
1: Great point. I'm glad you were not in front of I Man, because if you'd have said that, he'd have got a lot of joy out of that. I'm glad he didn't hear that. But it's so yeah, true. Well, hey,
3: probably.
1: I mean, Ellis, we were going <laughs> for three we were going for three in a row who had never been done in college football. Nope. Did the game against Clemson hurt more than the LSU Auburn game for this past year? Yes. Yeah, me too. Me too. I agree with you, Brian.
2: Now, I I did, I I was, uh, I watched the Notre Dame game. I can't remember much of it because I was young, the one back in, uh, in the seventies, you
3: know, um,
2: I was like, uh, you know, six, seven years old, something like that.
3: So, but, uh. Wasn't
2: old enough to really understand it. You know what I mean? You know, I was a big Bama fan then, but uh worse it's lost, you know, it's you know it's gotta be the the kick six. That was awful, right? That
1: was awful. Oh that was if, I, 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 if I if I told you what I I did after the kick six, you, you would you would be embarrassed to know me. Oh, gee. I'm embarrassed to tell you what I did, to be honest.
2: Uh, I am too. And uh, My reaction
1: <laughs> after that game, you know, my wife is such a level-headed person. Uh, I didn't go down there. I didn't go down to the kick six. I don't like going into Auburn, by the way. But I stood there and looked at the TV. Ellis, I mean, th- th- I'm going to tell a secret from now on. This is going to be <laughs> all over. I stood after the kick six after it happened, giving Auburn the one finger for, I know, three minutes. (laughs) Looking at the TV with my finger up in the air, and my wife in the therapeutic voice that she does, she goes, after about two or three minutes of that, she goes, Ryan, you know they can't see you, right? I said, I know, but it makes me feel better.
2: Right, <laughs> I dropped, kicked my garbage can in the kitchen and <laughs> broke it like three or four pieces.
1: Oh, oh my heavens! What a loss. Yeah. What? I mean, I, I'm breaking out sweat just thinking about that loss. It's the worstest one, right? It, it's got it, it's up there, but dead gummit, We can't let those Auburn people know that it hurt hurt that bat. No,
2: but I, I, you know, that's, that's the worstest one. And, uh, you were talking about Nick Saban, the best there was and he is. I agree with you, Ryan. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, Bear Bryant fan, big time Bear Bryant fan, but, you know, look, look what all he's done in shorter time. It's amazing. And it wasn't as hard back, and it wasn't as hard back then as it is now.
1: It's amazing. It's amazing. It's my book,
2: Ellis. I got to run, brother. I appreciate you, man. All right, but yeah, check your other live videos out. Yeah, y'all need to come up, and I'll carry you there.
1: Okay. Okay. Sounds like a plan, man. We might do the. We might do it like a remote out there. I mean, take it on the yeah, street. Yeah, we
2: can do a remote. Yeah.
1: All right. Thanks, Ellis. Appreciate it, man. All right, roll right, right back to you. Let's go to Johnny in Coleman, Alabama. Johnny, good afternoon, man. You're in the game.
2: Johnny in the house.
1: Well, you're you're in Alabama tradition, extended version of the game.
2: Well, Ryan, we got a little problem going on. I mean, the caller before Ellis sounded like a cow that was constipated. He
1: was constipated,
2: and the blowhole wasn't open. And all he could do is sit there and go. Uh, 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 uh.
1: Alpha as <laughs> many I ever heard. Yeah, they, they, you know, I think we're going to start banning Auburn callers.
2: Well, you know, they make some
1: pink, some pretty pink stuff for
2: problems like that. I think that'd be good for him. But, you know, I thought of something, right? As he was trying to get his blowhole open. Okay. And it's coming out. Okay. You remember several years, well, it wasn't, I think two or three years ago when the Eagle got confused and flew into the glass. Give his poor self a headache. The Eagle was flying around, just flew right into the stupid glass up there. I figured out why.
1: Okay. What happened? He was drunk? He
2: seen, he seen our man up there, he should come dang ugly. He was going on a tap mode, son. And that glass put a stop. Saved his butt. Wasn't
1: the wasn't the eagle drunk? And I feel uh, bad criticizing well, our nation's symbol. You that but...
2: man? You think drunk? What? I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I yeah, probably was, and confused.
1: He was and trying they, to get away from them Auburn Tigers.
2: I mean, yeah, hey, he was confused. He thought there was a door open. I guess going to fly the crap up out of that ho. You, you ever been to you ever been at the stadium no right it's a dump i went by there and
1: uh, it it's really it's it's out of date and, and and i know they they do everything they could possibly do but but it's ri- and i've only been there i mean i've been there quite a bit but i didn't go there this past year so maybe they may have improved it but the year the year the last time we went down there uh well it, my, it, it just needed some paint. It needed a pressure washer. Like, it needed some good old Clorox. It needed some, a brush. Uh, it was just right. not a good... Me,
2: good, me and my sister-in-law went down there to deliver a car one time. I was going down through there. I looked there and said, my God. She said, what? I said, did you poop all in your dang breeches? She said, no. I said, well... You're an Auburn fan. We're in Auburn. It smells pretty bad. I was riding with an Auburn fan in Opelika, right? I mean, our freshers wouldn't have been enough. I mean, you could have got to fr- freeze out the free, whatever you call that stuff, and spray the crap. I mean, they need to go in there. You talking about need to go in there and get COVID out of something? They need to go in there and, it, I mean, get it done in that joint. Would it even help the smile?
1: The it might. Smell? It might a little bit. Um, I mean, fe- uh, Febreze is just, uh, you know. Let me let me look right here. Hold on, just. Well, hold it
2: me. sort of goes airborne, does
1: it? Yeah. Let me I look know. at this Lysol here. Ninety-nine percent of viruses and bacteria illness causing germs uh, eliminates odor. See that that would be an option. Maybe we could All do. Right. I mean, Johnny, how about this? We could put everybody in the stadium and do like a crop duster with Lysol.
2: Yeah, but they're already crop dusting it. We've got big and cow manure. Well, that's, that's the reason they're keeping water on the field, Ryan, keeping it fertilized.
1: I'm looking. See, it's, it's, a, it's uh, this thing kills. I
2: thought, I thought I'd like to talk to some Alabama players and see if they actually smell like cow manure when they get done playing better.
1: Well, normally, I mean, they, they got normally they, they smell like it. mud because they leave the sprinkler on quite a bit.
2: Well, have you ever wow. seen calamineira when it's all wet and messy? Looks like mud, just a little smell to it. Hey,
1: this particular lifestyle says it'll kill coronavirus. Really? Well, it says, yeah.
2: Well, I be down. It says
1: human coronavirus. Wow, well,
2: I, I think they Now hold on. This one. is an old
1: can. Hold on a minute. Let's
2: find, uh, find something to kill flu and pneumonia.
1: Hold on. Time out. Time out. This was actually put together like way back when. Like Ryan, this is you
2: still walking around with an antique can that your mama had when you were born
1: no I mean this is like um, this is like a fire I mean I bought a case of these things at, at Sam's oh. it says human coronavirus duck hepatitis B and that's the an old
2: can is that what you say
1: yeah so I thought so this corona
2: is not a new thing is that what you're saying right
1: well that's what it says right here on the can.
2: Well, it didn't jump off the rock, and all of a sudden, there it was. Abracadabra. Poof.
1: I mean, this this, is. this can right here that I've got here in this room, it's even got rust on the bottom of the uh, aerosol can.
2: Well, that could be a bad explosion situation.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, all right. So, so Johnny, what's the worst? I mean, what's the worst loss you've Dang, ever Ain't
2: nobody brought this up. Okay. To me, the longest dead gum ride I ever rode back to Coleman, Alabama side. West Monroe, Louisiana.
1: Oh. oh, oh God.
2: Point blank, hands down. You talking about upset. i, I mean I wouldn't even I told my brother in law you didn't talk to me on the way home. And he's like six five three hundred, I said, I'll tell you how this thing you say one word to me. <laughs> I mean Oh my God, now I'm with Ellis. If I got a number two, it's got to be the kick-stick, son. But that Westmont, see, here, here's the deal, right? We just hired Nick. We got high, you know, that. it's way. I mean, the ceiling is through the roof. I mean, it's unbelievable what we're supposed to do. And we actually had, I mean, West Monroe, Louisiana, right? And they come into Brad Denny Stadium. And whipped our tail, son. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, 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 I mean, you talking about.
1: I mean, we got the Nick Saban off, off to a pretty bad start, did we not?
2: Oh, good God almighty. I'll never forget that as long as I stupid live. I mean, when you go, let's all face up to this. When we go to a game like that, losing is nowhere in our mind or our vocabulary, right or wrong.
1: It's it's up there.
2: And then you walk in there and sit there and witness this crowd. and I'm like, "And we hired Nick Saban, and we paid four million dollars yeah, for this." I'm there going, really? I'm mean, like. God Lord Jesus please don't let this happen again. But the kick six.
1: I you know I got you can you I did
2: you, but I had it in my mind to do what you did. Hey I I'm, I'm telling
1: you I I was embarrassed of what I did after the kick six.
2: Oh good God I was mad. Oh my God Pat went to the bedroom and had nothing to say. Guy <laughs> okay. I say here I tell you what I say here like somebody stole my laptop. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know how man beat your brother, come on sticky dig your dang lollipop? Maybe that'll be oh, tomorrow's
1: yeah. show. Have Alabama people be honest with what happened after the kick six.
2: Well, I've got your idea for a show, Ryan. Okay. Here's what you need to do. The most hated caller that calls the game. Top three. Now, that will be fun.
1: I'm in one, I'm in two, and Rusty,
2: three. Well, yeah. I mean, I could probably throw a couple more in there because Johnny in the house.
1: Uh, who would you put in there? Let's do it tomorrow. Well, let's do it tomorrow.
2: Yeah, let's just do a surprise on this, right? Okay. Yes, it, you know. But Ryan, I, I always got... remember this because I've always wondered this. Does rain fall upside down? Okay.
1: Thank you. Uh, It does sometimes. Darlene, North Carolina, we'll take you on the other side. We'll talk to Drew Arman coming up in about 15 minutes. we got time to squeeze in more calls if you want to do it. 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. Right here on the game, T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama. Crimson Tide Sports 36.
0: You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: talk to drudy Arman coming up 97.7 we'll talk some recruiting 205-342-9904 let's go to darlene in north carolina darlene thank you for your patience i hope all is well
4: all is very well but you- i will say that if i was a first-time listener i would be a little confused whether this was the dr Ryan self-help for Injured Alabama <laughs> fan for the Travel Channel.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And
4: speaking of the Travel Channel, have you ever been to my ho- my home, Gadsden, Alabama, to see Nakalula Falls? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But but I don't think you can. Uh... I don't think you can set under Nakalula Falls. You can go up under. Well, when I
4: was a kid, you could crawl all under there.
1: Okay. Well, you, yeah. you I think you could still go under the falls, and I say under is back in, you know. Right. Yeah, not where the water hits you because I guess the velocity is too much. But, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful place, especially if the water is running. And uh, We used to go down and get some crystals. My dad would, would go through uh, East Gadsden there. And uh get some crystals it may have been it may have been a talent, and we would go to the top of Nakalula falls, I'm sure. yeah yeah we got go to, go to Nakalula falls and uh yeah, yeah, but uh now, you know it was it's a beautiful place yeah and and if you even go up a little further, uh little river canyon is awesome uh, beautiful see at little river,
4: well, I mean all that is just across the mountain from where my dad was raised. Cedar
1: Bluff, Alabama. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, when you pretty look,
4: country, Little River is just the
1: best. I mean, you don't even realize uh, that that there's a place in the state of Alabama that is that pretty, but it, it is it is gorgeous. It is uh, just the. I mean, you can go up and look, and those canyons. You know, I'll tell you somewhere Unbelievable. else that, that that is is underrated. And that's Mount Cheehaw. Mount Chee Hall is it's, beautiful, too. Which one? Mount Chee Hall over in... Uh,
4: it uh, is, and DeSoto Park, too.
1: It is? That's another good one. And DeSoto Falls has got a nice little fall there, waterfall.
4: Yep, played in that many times as a kid.
1: Yeah. But uh, this one, are you friends with Ellis on, uh, on Facebook? Yes. This waterfall that he put well, up. Well, no, I don't do Facebook. Tell Ellis to put those pictures on Twitter. Ellis, put those I photos on 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 Twitter. Uh,
4: I have a Facebook account, but I've i quit using it, and it's too much trouble to get back in.
1: <laughs> well, there is a there is a falls, and I believe it's called Dunn uh, Falls down in Jamaica uh, that I've been to. Uh, yeah, it's it's Dunn Falls there in um, in Jamaica. And wow. that the what, what what he showed me looked better than what's in Jamaica. And I think I've got this right. I think it's Dunn Falls in uh, in, in Jamaica. And uh I mean it, it is it is simply Ocho Rios is where it is. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yep. Uh Dunn's Falls, River Falls, uh Jamaica. And in Ocho Rios. And, you, and and what he showed me on Facebook, now, I just, I just looked at it. And it was, I mean, it's something out of a, out of like a Travel Channel documentary. Well, the
4: Travel
1: Channel was brought to you today by Southern Ale House. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I, I mean, and, and tomorrow we'll talk about food, Darlene. That'll make us appreciate tailgating. We can talk about food, right? This
4: is true. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about football? Sure. Punt. Bama punt. Angry,
1: but I was angry. <laughs> but what what made it that way? What what was it? I, I, you got to remember, I was born. Well, I mean,
4: it was sixteen three with how many minutes to go in the game? And I mean, you think okay, this is cool, and then boom, and then it was like deja vu all over again. I was. So I could feel the rage <laughs> going through my body. And then to see all, you know, some of the, and I was living in Tuscaloosa then. And I mean, there weren't many Auburn fans there, but by God, they showed up. <laughs> and signs everywhere, 17, 16, but then I will say that the Bama fans came through. There was, you probably, you may not have ever heard this. There was a bumper sticker. Alabama 17. No, Alabama 16. Auburn 3. Santa Claus 14. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I,
1: I've heard of that sticker, but I, I don't think I've ever seen one.
4: Well, I had about 10 at that time, but I think they all finally rotted. Anytime any Auburn fan would say anything rude to them, they would just seriously get one of those on the back of their car.
1: <laughs> Man, that bunch has been so lucky over the course of time. I mean, I would tell you. Know,
4: people call it Jordan-Hare Stadium, but it's not. It's Voodoo-Hare Stadium. That's
1: why it wouldn't bother me if they moved to the SEC East, because we wouldn't have seriously. to make that trip every other year down there.
4: Well, we wouldn't we wouldn't have to hear from some of those callers. Of course, on the other hand, some of them can't shut up. They'd be saying, "Y'all had us need, so you would not have to play us." And I always say they hate us because they ain't us. So you know.
1: And that's a T-shirt. It's a good one, by the way.
4: I like it too. Now, I, the kick six was awful, and Santa Clara, it it was. I was, well, I I kind of did the same thing you did standing in the middle of the room
1: looking at TV. Giving the number one finger? Uh, <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm embarrassed, and, uh, but I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it was my reaction. I'm not
4: embarrassed. It happened, babe.
1: Yeah, I stood there you know, I and I it. looked and up. And
4: I turned the TV off and I stayed off the Twitter that night because I didn't even want to hear any of it. And then the next day, it was kind of one of those. Okay, we're Alabama; we hold our heads up and we walk. We walk tall and we smile.
1: <laughs> oh, it was a kick in the teeth. Oh, it was a kick. I mean, it, I mean, because we were we if we, if we beat Auburn, we go on to win the national title. Hmm. I really believe that. Yeah. Uh, oh,
4: so we didn't
1: go back to Santa Clara, Clemson. Uh, compared to Auburn and LSU this year? Which one hurt more than, the, than those two scenarios?
4: Oh, no, Clemson for sure.
1: Yeah, it just...
4: And see, I knew... Now, I did not suspect Auburn would be this. I really didn't. I mean, I kept thinking, nah, we got this one. LSU, I kept telling my friends, you guys have been putting down LSU all year and you're crazy. For, is for real, did you not watch the Texas game? <laughs> Nah, darling, you don't don't understand. We're going to manhandle LSU. Well, actually, we didn't play that bad a game. We just had a couple of bad plays. But that's all it takes.
1: Hey, Darlene, I appreciate you calling in. i got to go to Drew coming up in a couple of seconds. Thank you for uh, being a part of our Twitter. And uh, Ellis sends me a message via Twitter and says that he will put these up on Twitter. So there's a lot of... Tell him I'll look for it. He's going to tweet it out. I don't know what his handle I is. I got. I'll have to look it up. Uh,
4: no, I follow him, so I'll find it. Yeah, it's
1: Ellis Bama Fan 1964. Ellis Bama Fan 1964. So I had to Fantastic. click on his Thank you, darling. You have a
4: lovely day. Thank you, darling. We appreciate that.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll talk to Drew D'Arma. We'll get an update on Alabama's recruiting in three minutes in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Hot!
0: Alabama Crimson Tide football on Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: some phone calls here. We're kind of extending Alabama, or uh, the game into Alabama tradition. We'll talk to Drew Armin coming up in about 10 seconds. 97.7, the zone up in Huntsville as we count down the start of college football season. Drew, I hope all is well. Welcome into the game in T-Town.
3: Uh, it's always great to be on with you, Ryan. I know uh, Alabama. You and Martin have been building. Congratulations on that, and uh, great to be with you this
1: evening. Hey, we're always – we have a lot of fun, and and Martin and I get together. Martin's uh, having a chance to coach his son uh, in high school football, and uh, normally high school practice is up earlier in the day, but because of uh, some of the things that they're doing to protect, uh, the football practice has been later, but he tells me that this is the last week. Uh, So any chance – I mean, his son's a running back, by the way, so Martin's having a chance to – to coach him, and uh, it's a great opportunity. I'm sure those guys are taking it in, and what a, what a privilege to be able to uh, to get. Uh, I had lunch with him. I think it was one day after practice uh, last week. The next day for lunch, and he was like, he was talking about. He said these running backs now they dance in the hole. He said you got to hit the hole. You got to. He he was like he was coaching me at the Dreamline table. Was like you got to hit it. I, I told him to quit trying to cut. There's nobody back there to beat. You gotta get it at home. And I was like, Coach Martin, man, he's tearing it up
3: <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was, it's ironic because just the other day I uh, yeah, we just you know, going back through some memories and I looked it up online because we talked to Chris Anderson on my show when uh we announced that the University of Alabama was coming uh, to uh, be the home of uh in uh, 97-7, the zone going to be the home of our, of Alabama athletics. And we had Eli Gold in the studio with us, and we had uh, Chris Anderson on the phone. And I started reminiscing with him about the—he uh, still holds the record for the longest run from scrimmage at Alabama, which is 96 yards against Temple. And you know, in '91, that was the opening game of the season in Birmingham and from Legion Field. I went back and watched some of those highlights. And, our guy Mark Houston carried the ball quite a bit in that game. I mean, that, that was a different time, and fullbacks were used a different way. But it's a, it's a neat to hear that his son is following in the family business.
1: He is, and like I said, he's a uh, Simeon's a great player and a great young man. Uh, Drew, let me let me lead into the conversation. Speaking of recruiting, it seems like Alabama's on a huge momentum grab right now in the world of recruiting uh, to the University of Alabama.
3: Well, they are. I mean. Right back in May, they were, you know, ranked in the 50s, and they, there was a lot of people panicking, and they had about two or three commitments, uh, and, uh, you know, Ohio State and Clemson was a runaway train, Tennessee uh, was in the top three, and people wondered, you know, how Nick Saban was handling this pandemic. Well, in less than two months, Alabama's number two with a bullet right now, and they continue to raise, rise up the uh, the, the rankings, they they're up to 15 commitments. They're putting together the, the best offensive line class in the country. You know, they've added the, – you know, they've got four pieces to that O-line. They've got one more to go, in my opinion. And they're in the mix for some great players, uh, you know, along that O-line for that last piece. And then they've got some other pieces they need to add. They need to add one more wide receiver. I think they're going to assign a really good linebacker class, a class. and DB class. And, you know, they, they, it'll be early, but they may get the cherry on top of the Sunday literally uh, at the end of this next week, is Damon Payne from Bellevue, Michigan, is going to make his decision. And a lot of people believe he's the number one overall defensive lineman in America. So uh, Alabama and Vic Saban, I think you know they've handled this pandemic really well. I think they were patient. And the thing that I've liked so far about this recruiting cycle is this staff, there's a lot more balance with who's getting the job done. Last year it was mainly Carl Scott and Sal Ferry. Uh, you know, this year I think it's a team effort. I think a lot of the guys are getting it done. There are a lot of different people that are uh, playing a part in it, and Kyle Flood, the offensive line coach, is one of those.
1: So when you look at this momentum run, uh, because, you know, Nick Saban took some time to adjust to the early signing period. I think we saw uh, him sign a, a class that was not – it was, it was fuel numbers, but we, we saw him – I don't know if you want to say stumble, but adjust – uh, and he he did. The next year he came back and you know knocked it out of the park. But it did seem like from an outsider perspective that maybe they were just kind of hesitant with offering scholarships. But it but it seems like that they have made an adjustment. Whatever they're doing, uh, they're connecting the players whether it's Zoom or Skype or your Skype or MySpace or wherever they're doing it. It's working.
3: Yeah, I think it is. I but Nick it's always been the king of adjustments. I mean, heck, Brian, you saw it on social media the last couple of days. Look, look at what they're debuting now. I mean, a couple of years ago, LSU built a, a player's locker room there by thought was the best they'd ever seen. Well, I mean, I'm going to date you and I because you and I were both very young when this movie came out. But uh, I've been quoted this, this week as saying this. As you see Alabama's new locker room, I've never seen anything like that. It reminds me of something out of the movie Tron oh wow when it's lit up I mean it's it's just state of the art and then when you look at the sports science center that they're starting to give everybody a look into it's just another you know just another you know addition that's going to help Alabama enhance the recruiting aspect for Nick Saban and his staff I mean he hired Dr. Uh, David Balu and and Dr. Matt Ray he hired those two of Outstanding guys to handle the strength and conditioning that I think are cutting edge. They have helped Indiana. You know, Indiana was very fortunate to hire those two guys. A lot of it had to do with David Balu being a former fullback there, but they had really enhanced Indiana's football program and improved it. Now they're going to get a chance to work. You know, with cutting edge athletes, the best trainer in the business, uh, and director of uh, athletic training, and, and Jeff Allen, and director of medicine. And then they're going to, you know, get a chance to, you know, work at the, with the best facilities and bring in great players. And I think David Ballou and Matt Ray have, uh, you know, both, uh, you know, had their impact in this class. And I think it's it's going to be interesting because I don't think Alabama's going to sign a five star QB due to Bryce Young, and because they signed the best running back class in the country last year with Jason McClellan, Kyle Edwards, and Roy Dale Williams, they may not sign a running back in this class. And yet, I think they will have a chance. To sign the number one class in the country, and that's really hard to do without a five-star stud at those two spots. And but I still think Alabama has a chance to do it. And even if they don't sign the number one class, I, I, as I've said repeatedly, it won't be uh, you know past the top three. And if you're in the top three, then you're going to have uh, you know it just again, it's player development, and coaching. And I think Alabama's got as good as a uh, coaching staff as anybody in the country. And I think and with their facilities. Yeah, Alabama is going to continue to be the best football program in college in in, in in the college game.
1: When you look at this upcoming season, Drew, let's say if we get things started the way uh, that we expect, forty six days, and I'm not going to put try to put words in your mouth, but I feel much better this week than I did the week prior. That we're going to get college football in, back in some capacity. Uh, where where are you on the bromine, and then we'll talk about the upcoming season?
3: Well, I'm about eighty five percent sure. You know. I was I was a hundred percent sure uh, for most of the uh, off season, even after spring football was canceled. But I have to admit, you know, there was about a two week period, uh, you know, <laughs> in the very recent past where it seemed like everything was negative. Uh, the liberal media was the was the you know really trying to pound at home that they didn't need to be football, even though every other sport was restarting, but so you just couldn't play football. And that was kind of depressing to me. I've never gone into the spring football deal because I don't think football belongs to spring. It's a fall sport. And you know, and I know how important economically it is to the University of Alabama, to Auburn University, to the state. I mean, it's very important to the state. High school football is very important to the state. But the great thing is you've got voices in the media like yourself, like Clay Travis, and I think there's a lot of people, and I've tried to stay positive, that I think the same people and the people with common sense are starting to prevail. And I know it's very it's a very difficult time in this country, and the coronavirus is very serious, but it's manageable. There's no doubt about it. And I, I think with every passing hour, every passing day, now I'm getting more and more confident. There's going to be college football now. It's going to look different. I've never thought there would be full stand uh, and that's unfortunate, you know, for the fans. But it uh, just puts the, the game in the hands of Eli Gold, John Parker Wilson. Uh, we look forward to having them on the air at, at ESPN 97.7 The Zone, and then the TV people. And, you know, there will be some, like, media coverage, too. But I just think you'll you'll still be able to see the games, still be able to see these guys compete. And now it's just going to be how long a season is it going to be? And hopefully it's going to be, you know, at least an 11 game season where we see uh, great Crimson Tide football again and have them try to make a run at, you know, the 18th National Championship.
1: Understanding that we have the testing that will happen 72 hours prior to the game, so that'll be a Wednesday prior to a Saturday game. Do you think that'll change the way uh, these coaches coach a little bit? Understanding there's a mandatory 14-day quarantine and you got to get so many negative tests back, but is is there a chance that uh, that we may look a little different, a little simplified, maybe not as tough on the schematic side of it? Uh, as, is that possible, do you think Nick Saban will stick to his plan and say, hey, we're going to do what we do?
3: Well, I think for the most part they're going to do what they do. I mean, it's football. You've got to hit. It's got to be physical. You know, you've got to play the game. And I, I do think that there will be a, a, a emphasis on social distancing when you can, uh, taking your precautions, uh, having a sanitary environment. Uh, you know, I, they'll take all the, uh, you know, uh, all the precautions and, and all the measures they have to, but I still think at, at the end of the day it's football. Now it's going to. My most interesting question is, you know, how, is there going to be a home field advantage now because of the crowds being reduced? So now this may put even more emphasis on coaching and motivation and being in and pre- and preparing your football team week in and week out because you may not have a huge crowd that motivates you and, and, and bring the energy. So you got to kind of create your own. And Nick Saban's always been good at trying to, to crank his team's tractor. And uh, that's what I'm going to be most uh, uh, fascinated by, to see how this coaching staff and Pete Golding. I mean, I, I'm not going to uh, shy away from the fact that I've criticized him. and let's see how much better this defense can be. And maybe keeping this coaching staff intact now that this pandemic is hit, that that may be a boon, another great move by Nick Saban because of the continuity aspect.
1: Yeah, and when you look at this team, and you look at this this team, compare that to other rosters in the SEC West. I mean, Alabama's got a great offensive line, if not the best in college football. You look at other places like Baton Rouge and Auburn. I mean, they're rebuilding almost all. I think there's one uh, offensive lineman for LSU. Other than that, uh, Auburn replaces all five. LSU four out of the five. Texas A&M got some uh, some depth, but. I mean, you, you, you kind of feel good when you compare this team with other teams in the SEC West.
3: Oh, I do. I think Alabama is the best team in the SEC, period. I think they have the best roster. Um, I think it's going to be a team built from the inside out. I think they're going to have the best offensive line in the SEC. Uh, and the defensive line doesn't get a lot of pub, but, you know, the injuries there hurt them about as much as the ones in the lineback. Certainly you lose Raquan Davis, who was a star you know, for three the last three years of his career. But you've got guys like DJ uh, Dale, who I don't think anybody ever got, got a chance to see him truly healthy last year at, at the nose spot. But then you've got LeBron Ray, who missed the majority of the season, who is an all sec level talent. And then Christian Barmore. You know, he may be ready to make a Quinn Williams-type explosion. So I think the defensive line will be better. Uh, I think there'll be some depth. There's a lot of young players, Byron Young, too, who has shown some flashes, Braylon Ingraham. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good young DLs, you know, on this Alabama football team. And then I think uh, offensive line wise, you've got to figure out what you're going to do at center. Uh, is it going to be Darian Dalcourt? Is it going to be Landon Dickerson? Uh, I think it's going to be Dalcourt. I think he's an outstanding talent. I think Landon Dickerson can move the left guard and then. If you've got Deontay Brown in shape, Cornbread, you know, is, is a master is a at right guard. So I, I think the tackle spots will be outstanding. Evan Neal, uh, yeah, Alex Leatherwood. And then, you know, at least at the start of the season, I, you got to believe Matt Jones is going to be the trigger guy. He proved a lot last year. And so and Alabama's going to have the deepest, you know, running back room in the SEC. And then you got two electric wide receivers. So I think Alabama, they, they check all the boxes, you know, offensively. And then if defensively, if they can put the pieces together in the secondary and an outside linebacker, the rest of the pieces—the inside linebacker core—is going to be healthy. The the D line—I'll be honest with you, Ryan—and this is a part for the course for Nick Saban. But to me, the biggest question for Alabama going into the uh, you know the season, preseason anyway—I think they have the pieces and the talent offensively and defensively. It's, how healthy is Will Riker and can they find a punter because I think right now there's some questions there in the kicking game
1: oh, I mean, you bring up special teams. I mean, I was having a great day <laughs> until you brought it up i mean I mean drew it's like a it's a constant shock when you think of Alabama's kicker. I was at a rodeo on Saturday night here in Tuscaloosa. The rodeo clown made fun of Alabama's kicking game. <laughs>
3: Wow. Yeah, it's been rough, no doubt about it.
1: I do think Will Reichert would have stabilized some things last
3: year, and that's yet another injury that's not played up. You know, he seems that he's healthy right now. Now, I don't think Will Reichert will be punting. Uh, Certainly, I think uh, they're going to give the first dips to Ty P. Ryan, the sophomore from uh, Prattville, uh, and we'll see, uh, you know, what happens going forward. Uh, But I think, you know, uh, if Will Reichert is healthy and as good as you know he was hyped to be last year, that could be a question that's answered quickly, and it would be big for Alabama. Now, I think we understand that the return game is going to be in the hands of Jalen Waddell. He's one of the most electric uh, football players in the country, but we just don't know how many opportunities he's truly really going to get because there's going to be a lot of people kicking away from him, whether it be kickoffs or punts. But that could, you know, work in Alabama's advantage as well due to field position. But Still, the threat of a guy like Waddle is going to help Alabama. But you're right. I mean, uh, the kick situation always seems to be a question. But uh, I I do think the talent is there with Will Reichert. You just hope he's healthy, and you hope Alabama. I mean, injuries played a huge part in them going quote unquote a disappointing 11 and 2. But we know a lot of programs would love to go 11 and 2 and win the Citrus Bowl. But Alabama's not judged that way. They're judged by championships and. You know, Nick Saban's built a beast, and when you build a beast, you have to feed it. And uh, I think this team's going to be motivated to reclaim their SEC championship and get back to the playoff and, and try to win number 18.
1: Hey, Drew, i got about 60 seconds, but I want to ask you the question that we've been asking today. And it, it's we, we've done it before, but even today really had a lot of people call in and chime in. Worst Alabama loss you've ever experienced?
3: <laughs> Worst Alabama loss I've ever experienced. That's a great question. Well, we, we, we've, had,
1: we've had 73 Notre Dame brought up. You and I don't remember that as much. But uh, right. uh, 2013 kick six, Clemson out in Santa Clara, uh, and some others. Louisiana Monroe well, was brought up too, yeah. I think for me it would
3: have to be uh, the 2013 kick six. I mean, I, I think Alabama was two touchdowns better than Auburn. I think they should have whipped them in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Some will say that you know the Clemson loss in the 2017 national championship game, and that 2016 team should have been undefeated. But injuries played a big part of that. You know, you didn't have Sdh, you didn't have Eddie Jackson. Uh, you know, and then you lose both Scarborough in that game. So yeah, I don't. You know, and then Lane Tiffin was off the reservation. So that was, and you and you lost to a truly great quarterback and great football team. That Auburn team was a really good team. But I think that Alabama team should have won that game. And then if you win that game, to me, you win the SEC championship, you play Florida State, you've got a month to prepare, and I think Alabama would have had an outstanding chance to win three in a row. So, to me, uh, the kick six is probably the game. That, and just the way it ended, it would be probably the, the worst loss for me. I'll just tell a story real quick. And
1: I, and I, was I, on my couch I don't have a lot of
3: time. I have, I know, I'm just going to say real quick, It's just really short. I'll just, for example – I was on my couch watching that game, Ryan. I did not attend it. I did not cover it. And I did not move for four hours <laughs> following what? the loss.
1: Well, I mean I, I admitted to the audience I shot a bird to the T V for three or four minutes afterwards.
3: <laughs> I can imagine. And
1: yeah. and my wife did it in the in the subtle voice. She goes, Ryan, you know they can't see you. I said, I know, but it makes me feel better. Uh I mean, you know you're a real Alabama fan when you when you stand and look at the TV. and uh, You know, it's, it's kind of fun. Hey, Drew, i got to get out of here, man. Tell me more about 97.7 The Zone.
3: Absolutely. Uh, you know, we are the new home for University of Alabama Athletics in Huntsville and North Alabama, ESPN. I, I like the way that
1: sounds, be honest
3: with you. Yeah, it sounds great. We're really excited. I mean, you can see all our content on our new website, ESPN977.com. And, of course, you can hear my show Monday through Friday, 7 to 9, on uh, we'll be talking ball, Scott Tyson and I on ESPN 97.7 The Zone. You can connect with me at Drew B. 977 7 ESPN and our station at 9770 ESPN. And uh, it's always great to be on with you on Top 100.9 on Alabama Tradition. Uh, tell Martin what's up, and I'm glad he's coaching his son, and I hope they have a great year over there at Northridge.
1: Thank you, Drew. Thank you so much, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Great conversation there. We'll put a wrap up on Alabama tradition. Tommy Paradise, thank you, man. I don't ever say bye to you because you're you're always out of here in the six o'clock hours. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Martin Houston will be back next week. We thank our law enforcement officers, EMTs, firefighters, all those, and we close out with a uh, every day. You know, we talk about the game. The only way that you can win a big game, the game of life, is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. Good night, t and I'll see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock here on Tide 100.9. I was in the middle of...